It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We're going to talk some BYU basketball. Robbie McCombs over at Vanquish the Foe with a fantastic piece on what BYU might be looking to do in the transfer portal. Connor Harding has entered the transfer portal from BYU. What does that mean for Mark Pope and company? We'll examine that. Also need to talk a little BYU football. An interesting comment from one of our own on the Locked On Podcast Network with regards to Zach Wilson. We'll touch on that as well. Head on today's show, as well as saying farewell to a former BYU football player in Tui Crichton. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Without further ado, let's dive on into it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 30th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU. A reminder for you guys, make sure if you haven't done so already to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of the show. In addition to leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we want your five-star ratings as well as some comments what you like about the show. We're actually going to do what we start calling a follow friend. Friday or a fan Friday, we're going to start reading your guys' comments. So if you have left us an Apple review, we'll be sure to read those that are already in the system. But if you want to be mentioned as well, feel free to do that as well. April is nearly here. Going to have a lot of fun. We are officially entering, I guess, the quote-unquote off-season for BYU sports when it comes to football and basketball, the two big driving forces behind this podcast. That doesn't mean we're going to stop talking about the other sports. Baseball, softball, men's and women's volleyball are nationally ranked. Women's soccer is nationally ranked. There are still plenty of sports in the BYU athletic department we will examine, but we will still have a lot of fun and talk about whatever's happening in BYU football and basketball. But nonetheless, make sure to leave us that rating and review, and we will work you guys into the show more than we already have, and looking forward to doing that. Getting going here on a Monday, let's start off with some BYU basketball news and notes. And let's start off with this. Junior guard Connor Harding has entered the NCAA transfer portal as of last night. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not all that stunned to see Connor enter the transfer portal. He actually seriously considered doing it last year. Really was kind of frustrated with his playing time behind the number of seniors BYU had on last year's squad and really went through an up and down year this year. It seemed like there were moments where he felt like, okay, Connor's going to put it all together here and he's really going to break out here. But we saw down the stretch that Caleb Lohner and Gideon George really took a lot of the playing time you thought Connor might have been able to handle there on the wing for BYU. And as such, it appears that he has decided to explore his options and examine what he might be able to find for himself in the transfer portal. Does this stop him from coming back to BYU? Absolutely not. Uh, Mark Pope has proven that he is willing to let guys kind of examine their options and see what's best for them. And if the best option is to come back to BYU, I'm sure he's going to be open to having that conversation. 
Another factor in all of this is the fact that Connor Harding happens to be married to Paisley Johnson Harding, who is one of the two best, probably, well, okay, three best at worst women's basketball players at BYU. She was the key force behind BYU winning in that upset over Rutgers in the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament uh, to advance there. She has just been an absolute stalwart during her time for BYU. And uh, everything that we've heard from the Mormons basketball program from Paisley Johnson Harding herself, in addition to Jeff Judkins, is that that squad is expected to run it back next year. So that makes you think, okay, well, if Connor Harding's going to transfer, well, he's probably going to stay relatively local. There's, of course, the options like UVU, University of Utah. Uh, he could probably end up finding himself at either one of those schools, in my opinion, if there is interest on both sides. Or he could find himself up back, uh, back at BYU. The, the interesting part in all of this is that BYU currently is trying to figure out a potential scholarship crunch. And I know that those of you probably listening to this podcast, we've talked about this issue with the BYU football program quite a bit, but it's actually an issue that's going to be coming up here for the BYU basketball program. And that's where we get to a Vanquish the Foe article from our good friend Robbie McCombs, who did a great job kind of examining BYU's transfer options, because obviously Mark Pope is going to use the transfer portal for however long he's the coach at BYU. And you can guarantee that at least one or two guys on each year's roster at BYU, at minimum, in my opinion, will be transfer portal additions. Robbie did a good job kind of breaking down the options BYU has in front of them, and he acknowledges right up front that BYU does have a scholarship crunch. The scholarship limit at NCAA basketball is 13. BYU currently has 14 locked in. Well, that would mean that Connor Harding leaving puts BYU at the maximum 13. Nate Hansen, a 10-view product, is coming home off of a mission, but he committed to the Dave Rowe staff. He may find himself without a spot in terms of a scholarship. If he wants to walk on, he may be able to fit in there. But I would expect we're going to probably see some more roster attrition with regards to other guys exploring their options. I'm not going to necessarily speculate on names right now, despite you guys probably wanting me to. I'll let those guys decide in their own time what they're going to do ultimately with their career. But the good news is I think that BYU is going to have options in the portal. None bigger than Mikey Saunders, the former point guard from the University of Cincinnati. Uh, He was a former product of Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Obviously, guys like Fuseni Traore, an incoming recruit, uh, Caleb Lohner, uh, they're all guys who have played at the Wasatch Academy down there in central Utah. And now that Mikey Saunders is in the NCAA transfer portal, well, apparently he's already met, uh, speaking of Coach Pope, with Mikey Saunders. Jake Weingarten does a good job. Uh, said that BYU's Mark Pope just completed a virtual meeting with Cincinnati transfer Mike Saunders Jr. He told Stock Risers. Remember, he attended the famous Wasatch Academy before committing to the Bearcats. So, that happened yesterday. Mark Pope probably put in a full-court press to get Mikey Saunders in the fold. If he can, it would be interesting to see if Mikey is an automatic starter for BYU because as it stands right now, they don't necessarily have a primary ball handler on the roster. It is still yet to be determined with regards to Alex Barcelo and and or Brandon Averett with regards to their future with the BYU basketball program. The good news with regards to those two is that their scholarships would not count against that scholarship limit that BYU 
currently is facing a crunch under. They would actually be kind of on the outside of it, and they could still play for the Cougars. So that's the good news in that regard. But Mikey Saunders would actually, in my opinion, be on the short list to automatically start, immediately start for BYU, were he, decide, were he to decide that BYU is where he wanted to be. He's got connections to the program with friends. He's put out some feelers, it appears, uh, between uh, Mark Pope and also commenting on some of his former teammates like Caleb Lohner's uh, posts on social media. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that Mikey Saunders is probably priority number one, and that's exactly what Robbie McCombs puts here. Then Robbie McCombs actually puts together actually a very interesting list of some two high-level potential uh, guys that I think BYU do well to add either of them. One of them is Cameron Shelton, uh, first-team All-Big Sky honoree from Northern Arizona, averaged 19.2 points, 5.9 rebounds, and 4.2 assists, and 1.2 steals on 42% shooting, 35% from beyond the arc. Great numbers for the Lumberjacks. He's a six-foot-two guard and really might be the perfect guy to play a complement, kind of an off-guard role for BYU where they able to land him. This is the first I'm hearing of Shelton rumored interest in BYU, but I've got no reason to doubt what Robbie is reporting here. Robbie has got ends with the BYU basketball program I can only dream of having, so that's an interesting option. As is another guy from the Big Sky, Tanner Groves. Groves took a lot of headlines in the NCAA tournament as Eastern Washington played in uh, the NCAA tournament this past year. Had the big bushy beard. I called him... Uh, what did I call him? I I called him... Uh, man, I don't remember what I called him on social media, but just absolutely it's kind of the antithesis of what you expect to see from a star basketball player. He is a forward. He scored 35 points in their loss to Kansas. He's a six foot nine big man who absolutely can ball, folks. 17.2 points per game average, eight rebounds on the season. He's got no shortage of options available to him. His former coach, Shante Legans, is going to be the new head coach at Portland in the WCC, so there's an easy opportunity potentially to see him go there and rejoin his former head coach. His younger brother, Jacob, is also in the NCAA transfer portal, and they could be a package deal. Jacobs is six foot seven wingman uh, who averaged nine points a game and had 23 points in that loss to Kansas. So both of them high-level players could be fantastic additions for BYU if they're able to kind of make the roster adjustments that they need. And the biggest thing I think about this is that BYU is going to make sure that they don't find themselves in a scholarship crunch that they can't get themselves out of, if that makes sense. Mark Pope is too smart to find himself where all of a sudden he's having to tell guys, well, if you want to stay here, you're going to have to go as a walk-on or you have to find another place to play. He's not necessarily going to go about that. If guys feel like it's in their best interest to find a new program to play, well, he absolutely is going to open that opportunity for them and he'll do everything to help them out. But I would keep an eye on that. One other name out there uh, that we saw from Stock Risers is Tanner Fox. He's a Division II star, averaged big numbers at the Division II level. Would be an interesting addition for BYU. He's also a forward, so you can tell that BYU's kicking the tires on all kinds of options, but if you want to fit all of these guys in, all the rumored interests, Richie Saunders, you want to get a guy like Tanner Groves into the program, you're going to have to open up roster slots, and that's going to come at the expense of other guys currently on the roster who decide their futures are better decided elsewhere. 
Going to be interesting to see how Mark Pope juggles this, but I have no doubt he's proven in the two years he's been at BYU so far that there will be options available to guys on this roster to find better opportunities for themselves. In addition to that, Mark Pope is going to make sure that he has a competitive roster year in and year out. He has proven that so far, and I've got no doubt that he will do it once again in 2021 and 2022. All right, we'll talk a little BYU football here in a moment. Some interesting thoughts from Kyle Krabs, who is a fantastic host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a lot of stuff with the NFL Draft. An interesting comment on the Locked On Today podcast about Zach Wilson and the type of game that Zach Wilson has. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at rockauto.com. Absolutely love this company, folks. They have got all the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. And I mean that sincerely. It's a family business. It's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. You want to put shag carpeting in your car? I guarantee they've got the option for you guys. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, or in my case, a try-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts that you can find at rockauto.com, guys? Go there now to see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Make sure while you're there to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they know that we sent you guys Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, my friends, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow or subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts, just like this one with Locked On Cougars. Yesterday, I was listening to Locked On Today, and they had an interesting comment from Kyle Krabs, and he is a host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Host Locked On Fins, which is the daily podcast podcast focused on the Miami Dolphins does a great job with that but in addition to that he works with the draft network covering the NFL draft in depth one of my favorite minds when it comes to the draft and his insights on Zach Wilson yesterday were actually absolutely fascinating because I think it kind of tells the both sides of the coin with regards to the upside as well as the risk factor with Zach Wilson so we'll let the play we'll play the comments here from Kyle Krabs on locked on today from yesterday's locked on today podcast and then react to him. Here you go. Kyle Krabs and Peter Bukowski on the Locked On Today podcast. I think the the argument for Wilson really stems from his potential ceiling as a passer. You watch him and, and, and because he kind of breaks the rules at times with how he chooses to play the game and it, it works for him. Those are the quarterbacks that get really electric when when they're able to access the entirety of the field, regardless of what their arm slot is, if there's somebody in their face, if they're fading away from the line of scrimmage. 
Uh, and Zach Wilson, I think if you took his reel of the 20 best throws that he put on tape this past year, it's the most impressive. And that includes Trevor Lawrence's. So the questions with, with Zach are, you know, he had a shoulder surgery procedure that w- was done on his throwing shoulder in his past. He's only really produced at a very high level this past year at BYU. So uh, th- there is a little bit of mystery and intrigue, but you're betting on the upside and you're betting on him being able to have kind of that magic about his game at the next level that uh, I think is pretty special. You take the, that top highlight reel and it, it really pops. There you go, Kyle Krabs, of course, from the Draft Network, also a host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Some great thoughts there, and I think exactly what he nailed was him talking about the fact that Zach Wilson, yes, you're betting on the upside. You're betting on that big arm that made highlight reel throw after highlight reel throw. You heard him talk about if you were to take the highlight reel from Zach Wilson from last season, it outdoes Trevor Lawrence with some of the throws that he made. And I have full agreement with regards to what Kyle Crabb said there. But you also heard him talk about the fact that, yes, he does break the rules from traditional quarterbacking. And that is both a blessing and a curse with regards to what Zach Wilson is trying to do. And I'm intrigued. I think that Zach Wilson, the more and more we hear about this, he is going to be the number two pick in the NFL draft. Whether that is going to be the New York Jets with the number two pick remains to be determined. I think the Jets are evaluating all options. It wouldn't surprise me. I think the big linchpin here will be if they decide to move Sam Darnold. There was a big move, obviously, over the weekend. We talked about it yesterday with the San Francisco 49ers moving up to number three. And me being a selfish 49ers fan, I would die to see Zach Wilson wearing the red and gold of the 49ers playing with Kyle Shanahan. But I do think that the New York Jets, they will hold the key because I think Zach Wilson is going to go number two in the draft and teams, whoever it might be, whether it's the Jets or another team who decides to mortgage the future and trade up to that number two pick, they will have to decide if Zach Wilson is worth betting on. I would bet on him. I can tell you this much. I've just got this gut feeling, and it comes from watching him for three years. I cover BYU in depth. You guys know this. I've been doing this podcast essentially as long. Maybe Zach's been there a little bit longer than I've been doing this podcast, but I have been here the entire run with Zach Wilson. I have seen him make every throw multiple times in a BYU uniform, and I'm going to tell you what. I am not counting him out of being able to do anything he sets his mind to, even if it is trying to go to the New York Jets and resurrect a franchise that has really just never been able to get out of its own way. Maybe he is the key to getting them back to their glory years. And all that goes back way back to what, Joe Namath and Super Bowl three. if you really want to be honest. I know Chad Pennington had some good teams there with the Jets, but they really haven't achieved the heights that Joe Namath achieved since Joe Namath, Joe Namath was there. So... Yes, I think there are a lot of concerns with regards to Zach Wilson potentially ending up in the Big Apple, playing for the Jets, the lesser of the two big teams out there. But you know what? There's still plenty of time here. we got a month to go till the draft. But Zach Wilson... In my opinion, yeah, it's pretty much a lock that he's going number two in this draft. And I don't think I'm alone in saying that. I'm seeing people out there, Dane Brugler from The Athletics, saying that he's getting texts from NFC scouts who are saying that the draft starts at number three, meaning that the one and two picks are locked in with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. But... I still think there could be a shakeup if another team moves up. But the good news is, folks, Zach Wilson is going to make history. He's going to be the highest 
picked player in BYU history when it comes to the NFL draft. Ziggy Ansah and Jim McMahon were tied for the highest at number five overall. Zach looks every bit the part of the guy who is going to go into the NFL with a big money contract and a whole lot of expectations on him as the number two pick. But what you heard from Kyle Krabs there is that his ability to kind of break the rules and make big plays kind of Pat Mahomes-esque, and I'm not saying that, I've, I got in trouble a while back saying that Zach Wilson could be like Pat Mahomes, and I didn't even mean to make the comparison. I was saying that some of the things that Zach Wilson does with regards to the traditional rules of quarterbacking, as you heard Kyle Krabs just talk about, he breaks those rules. Similar to Patrick Mahomes, to great effect at points, and sometimes it can get him into trouble, and it might get him into trouble in the NFL. I think that Zach Wilson has got everything it takes to be a quarterback, a franchise quarterback in the NFL, but it's upon him to get himself in there, ingratiate himself to his teammates, hope he has a coaching staff that is competent, hope he has a front office that is competent and able to put talent around him, and then he has to go out and prove it on the field. I'm betting on Zach, folks. I really am a believer. I maybe look foolish in this in three or four years if he does wash out in the NFL, but I've seen far too much from Zach Wilson to really believe that he is going to be a failure in the NFL in my eyes. Could there be things that happen there around him that end up branding him as a failure? Absolutely. Just look at Sam Darnold. I thought Sam Darnold was a no was a no doubter, like a, a can't-miss prospect. And what are the New York Jets considering right now? Well, do we get rid of this kid and try it again with Zach Wilson and reset the clock? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But here's the thing. I believe in Zach Wilson. Call me biased. Call me a homer. Call me what you will. But I am thinking that Zach Wilson is going to make whoever drafts him a very, very happy franchise. And I am looking forward to it. And I really like the comments from Kyle Krabs there. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will talk a little bit more about the other news in BYU sports you guys need to know about. Saying farewell to a former member of the BYU football family as well. We'll touch on all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football obviously in the rearview mirror, folks. We're looking forward to this coming September, but the NBA is ongoing. College hoops with the NCAA tournament. We got the Elite Eight playing out the second half of it tonight. NHL is in full swing. Golf ongoing. Baseball starts on Thursday, folks. Opening day is here. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV at Bet Online. So no matter what you want to bet on, Bet Online has the answer for you. Real-time updated odds, all the prop bets you could ever want. If you don't see the one that you like, they'll create it for you. That's what I love about this company. They're going to take care of you guys. So go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can sign up for free at BetOnline.ag. And while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. Free money from Bet Online. They want you guys to enjoy the experience you have, and they're giving you some free money to give you an incentive to give them a shot. So once again, that's BetOnline.ag. Promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Built Bar, folks. Of course, we've been talking about them for seemingly years now, but absolutely love this company. They have the best-tasting protein bars on the market, covered in 100% chocolate. They are the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar, but it's now time to find out who is the best of all the Built Bars. They're doing that with their Built Bar Bracket Madness, guys. You can go to BuiltBar.com and cast your vote every single day. The matchup today features some interesting matches 
matchups here. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Going into this, I thought that the final pairing was going to be coconut brownie chunk against cookie dough chunk, but cookies and cream has made an absolutely stellar run and for good reason. It's a personal favorite of mine. I'm still thinking that cookie dough crunch will win in the end, but you guys can have your vote heard by going to builtbar.com, casting your vote there, or following Built Bar on Twitter at bar underscore built and casting your ballot. While you're on the website at builtbar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. I guarantee that you will not be disappointed with Built Bars. I absolutely love them. They're the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. So give them a shot now. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. And make sure to cast your vote in the Built Bar Madness that's ongoing on the website. Guys, some of you may have seen it Sunday night. Our Locked On College Basketball experts are recapping each weekend of March Madness on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch Live Monday nights on Locked On Live. If you missed this week's recap, follow Locked On SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, or Big 12 today and check out the feed. It's a fun show. My good friend Brian Brown, who hosts Locked On Youths with me. Oh, we're talking about Utah here. No, I'm just joking. Brian Brown has actually been a part of it. It's been a really, really cool broadcast. We encourage you guys to check that out. Some Sad news to pass along to you guys here on a Tuesday is that former BYU offensive lineman Tui Crichton, uh, who played for the Cougars in the mid-2010s, has passed away at the age of 30. Timview High School put out a public statement on social media yesterday saying, quote, rest in love to Tui Crichton, one of the most dominant offensive linemen that came out of Timview. He had an energetic personality. If you were around him, you were always laughing. Once a T-bird, always a T-bird rest in love. And I can tell you this much. I got to know the Crichton family uh, decently well. I am a big fan of eating at Sweets Hawaiian Grill in Provo. Many of you probably know the restaurant. Well, it is actually the Crichton family that runs that restaurant. And Tui could be found there most days helping out with the family business. And a great dude. There's no doubt about that. My conversations with him over the years we're fun. Always fun to talk about BYU sports. He always remembered my name when I stopped in, as did everybody else who worked at Sweets. And I just want to express my love and my condolences to the Crichton family. Losing a loved one like Tui is never easy. There's no doubt about that. Any of you who have experienced loss in your personal life know what it's like. And 30 years old, folks, that's just way too young. Tui uh, played for BYU, uh, played for Timview uh, through 2008. Then he suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. His senior season with the T-Birds, but rec- received recruiting interest from the likes of Utah, Colorado, LSU, Arizona State before deciding to join BYU. Served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Houston, Texas, and then rejoined BYU in 2012. Saw both time on the offensive and defensive lines for the Cougars before transferring to Weber State, where a broken leg effectively ended his playing career, and then he went to work in the family business. And just awful awful news to hear of his loss. Like I said, I I always enjoyed my conversations with him, and they were not in-depth and all the time, but it seemed like when I did stop into Sweets, which is a fairly regular thing in my personal life, or was a fairly regular thing in my personal life, it was always fun to catch up with him, hear how things were going, have him ask how everything was going on my end, get my insights on BYU, get his. 
all that stuff. So just expressing once again my condolences and my love uh, going out to the Crichton family at this time. Uh, they said on social media they are going to have a celebration of life for him. And I can tell you this much, knowing how Sweets operates, I would encourage you guys, if you have the opportunity to attend, I would not miss it. I think it will be uh, an event not to be missed. I think that they will do it right. They will make sure that his life and legacy are remembered. And once again, our condolences go to the Crichton family. A couple of the notes before we go here on a Tuesday is congratulations to BYU men's tennis. They swept Montana State 7-0 yesterday morning uh, to win their first of three matches this week. They're hitting the road later this week to face off against Portland and Gonzaga and West Coast Conference play. Dave Porter got this program off to a decent start in his first year as the head coach of the men's program. Best of luck to them later this week as they head out. And then also, the final home matches for BYU women's volleyball take place today and tomorrow. The number 14 ranked BYU Cougars, who sit at 14-1 and overall, 13-1 and in West Coast Conference play. They will be hosting Santa Clara at the Smith Fieldhouse. Both matches today and tomorrow are scheduled to start at 1 o'clock Mountain Time and will be broadcast on BYUtv.org as well as streaming on the BYU TV app. A big opportunity staring BYU women's volleyball in the face once again, they're expecting to make the NCAA tournament, expecting to win the West Coast Conference tournament, and hopefully make another deep run in the NCAA championships, but they have to take care of business first against Santa Clara. You cannot afford now, when you're in the driver's seat of the conference, to go out and lose one of these two matches. So best of luck to Heather Olmstead and the rest of her squad as they get on the court for the final time at home this season against Santa Clara. One other note for you guys is congratulations to uh, senior middle blocker Kennedy Eschenberg. She collected West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week honors for the second week in a row. Uh, she had an absolutely stellar outing in BYU's back-to-back sweeps of St. Mary's. She is the WCC's leaders in blocks, averaged an exceptional 2.67 blocks across six sets, 1.41 more than her season average that topped the league entering the week. So just an absolutely stellar defensive showing, and for good reason, she has earned Defensive Player of the Week honors for the second week running. All right, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. More BYU football, more BYU basketball. Essentially anything and everything that's happening. We'll have more comments from guys after Pro Day, from guys like Brady Christensen, etc. We'll cover that all for you guys. I'm going to get more of those today. But when BYU basketball news pops up, we're going to take that advantage and talk about it. And we will talk more BYU football throughout the rest of the week. Looking for your guys' mailbag questions for a Twitter Thursday edition of the show. Send those in now. Follow the show on social media and submit those at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch if you'd like to weigh in there or email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 30th, 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.